Welcome to Making Footprints, Not Blueprints, a regular podcast about matters philosophical and religious. My name is Andrew James Brown, and despite being myself an atheistically inclined free thinker, I'm also the minister to the Unitarian Church in the city of Cambridge, UK. The title of this podcast is borrowed from the philosopher Herbert Fingeret, who, in his book, The Self in Transformation, offered us studies that were outcomes rather than realised objectives, which were offered to the reader as an encouragement to make intellectual footprints, not blueprints. This podcast tries to proceed in a similar fashion and takes seriously an insight of the poet A.R. Ammons, who felt that true human freedom only comes when we have understood that full scope always eludes our grasp, that there is no finality of vision, that we have perceived nothing completely, and that, therefore, and thankfully, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk. Welcome to this week's New Walk. Short-circuiting the parable of the mustard seed, a meditation at harvest time giving thanks for all the children involved in the school strike for climate movement. I begin with two very short readings. The first is from Matthew 13, verses 31 to 32, in David Bentley Hart's recent translation. Jesus set another parable before them, saying... The kingdom of the heavens is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field, which is indeed the smallest of all seeds. But when it grows, it is larger than garden herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. And the second reading is the same biblical text, only in John Dominic Crossan's presentation. He's a New Testament scholar, found in his book called The Essential Jesus. The kingdom of God is mustard, a seed small enough to get lost among others, a plant large enough to shelter birds in its shade. In our own age, when it comes to the parable of the mustard seed, we find it very hard to avoid the traditional interpretation that has become attached to it. We're tempted to say straight away that it's obvious. It's a simple lesson we can read off the face of nature about growth, Namely, that things which will eventually become large and expansive begin with something very small and compact. Of course, it is sometimes true that small things do become large, and, in the case of mustard seeds, they do indeed become large plants. And whilst calling them tree-like is a stretch for even the most imaginative of us, they do grow to a height of three or four feet, sometimes even a little more. Jesus must surely have had this in mind when he told his parable. But was that all he had in mind? To answer this question, let's first do a little bit of what the contemporary Slovenian philosopher and all-round bete noir Slavo Žižek calls short-circuiting. Žižek notes that, quote, One of the most effective critical procedures is to cross wires that do not usually touch. To take a major classic, 
text author or notion and read it in a short-circuiting way, through the lens of a minor author, text or conceptual apparatus. Minor should be understood here in Deleuze's sense not of lesser quality, but something marginalised, disavowed by the hegemonic ideology, nor should it be thought of as dealing with somehow a lower, less dignified topic. If the minor reference is well chosen, such a procedure can lead to insights which completely shatter and undermine our common perceptions. Unquote. Zizek thinks that sometimes this process doesn't simply bring to light something new in the text or tradition, but it can also serve to make us aware of another, disturbing side of something we knew all the time. A fine example of the art of short-circuiting in connection with the parable of the mustard seed is offered to us by John Dominic Crossan, whose translation of the parable you've already heard. The first minor author Crossan uses as a lens through which to look at Jesus' parable is the Roman author, naturalist, natural philosopher, naval and army commander of the early Roman Empire, Pliny the Elder. Crossan reminds us that Pliny wrote, quote, Mustard, with its pungent taste and fiery effect, is extremely beneficial for the health. It grows entirely wild, though it is improved by being transplanted. But, on the other hand, when it has once been sown, it is scarcely possible to get the place free of it, as the seed, when it falls, germinates at once. Unquote. The second minor author, or rather authors, Crossan uses as a lens through which to look, are those who redacted the Mishnah in the early 3rd century of the Common Era, a text which later on came to form part of the Talmud. In the Mishnah, the authors tell us that, because of its tendency to run wild, the planting of mustard seed in a garden was forbidden in Jewish Palestine. There is a very high degree of probability that Jesus would have been aware of this teaching, and, given this, Crossan feels, along with the historian of first century Palestine, Douglas Oakman, that, quote, it is hard to escape the conclusion that Jesus deliberately likens the rule of God to a weed, unquote. Crossan, continuing to look through these lenses, concludes that the point of Jesus' parable is, quote, not just that the mustard plant starts as a proverbially small seed and grows into a shrub of three or four feet, or even higher, it is that it tends to take over where it is not wanted, that it tends to get out of control, and that it tends to attract birds within cultivated areas where they are not particularly desired. And that, said Jesus, was what the kingdom was like. Not like the mighty cedar of Lebanon, and not quite like a common weed, but like a pungent shrub with dangerous takeover qualities. Something you would want only in small and carefully controlled doses, if you could control it. Unquote. Well, well, well. As Zizek noted, this thought can make us aware of another disturbing side of something we knew all the time. It's something we can most easily see through the lens of an old gag I am, perhaps, overly fond of telling. Namely, that although Jesus promised us the kingdom of God or the kingdom of the heavens, what we actually got was the Christian church. 
Given this, perhaps we should be asking ourselves whether Jesus might have planted the wrong seed by mistake. He may have thought he was planting a seed that would grow into a flourishing, peaceable kingdom, but what actually grew was an institution with very dangerous takeover qualities indeed, and one which quickly got wildly out of hand. The Christian church became an institution which, as it grew ever larger and became the religion of empire, began to bring with it terrible consequences, as it provided branches in which too many people who desired imperial, kingly or purely personal power and oversight could settle, and who were filled with an insatiable appetite for swooping down upon the common land and the common people to inflict upon them two millennia of violence, corruption, crusades, inquisitions and much more besides. This is neither a pleasant historical memory nor thought, and it may seem the best we can say in Jesus' favour here was that the Christian church was simply not the fruit of the seed he sowed two millennia ago, and that the tiny mustard seed of the kingdom of the heavens Jesus actually planted was stillborn, and never properly able to germinate and flourish as he hoped it would. Perhaps, perhaps not. But what happens if we bring Crossan's short-circuited meaning of Jesus' parable into our own age and ask whether it speaks to anything around us today? Well, it seems to me not unreasonable to suggest that Greta Thunberg and her many fellow young climate activists may stand as classic examples of mustard seeds growing in just the fashion understood by Jesus in first-century Jewish Palestine. In August 2018, outside the Swedish Parliament, Thunberg began, completely alone, a school strike for climate. An action in which only two years, and now even during lockdown, she is regularly being joined by huge numbers of students across the globe. Again and again over the last couple of years, it has struck me that the school strike for climate movement may well be make for a better candidate for being a genuine fruit of Jesus' mustard seed than the historic Christian church ever was. To see what I mean, and to conclude this short piece, let me walk through Crossan's conclusion again with this thought in mind. It's not just that our children start out as proverbially small and grow into creatures only a couple of feet higher than mustard plants, it is that they too tend to take over where we, stuck in the mud, stubborn and frankly short-sighted adults, often don't want them. They tend to get out of our control, and their hearts and minds, like the branches of the mustard plant, tend to attract new and swift-winged, scientifically informed ideas within areas of our lives which we adults have populated with often problematic, destructive outdated and outmoded ideas and practices. Of course, we adults don't desire this kind of thing to happen, because it brings with it a serious challenge to our old ways of being in the world, not least of all to our selfish and excessive consumption and waste, meat-eating, fossil fuel, car and aeroplane use, all of which are clearly destroying the basic ecosystem upon which all life on this planet depends. It seems to me that our children's involvement in these school strikes for climate is very similar to what Jesus said the mustard seed growing into the kingdom would be like. Not like the mighty cedar of Lebanon, 
and not quite like a common weed, but like a pungent shrub with dangerous takeover qualities. Dangerous, of course, but only to our old ways of being, which we all know we must urgently change. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. If you'd like to join in the ongoing conversation about this and other subjects, then please visit www.cambridgeunitarian.org for more details. That's www.cambridgeunitarian.org. You'll be made most welcome. So, farewell for now, and remember, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk. See you on the path. Thank you.